Welcome to episode one of the WDW Chasers. I am your host, Derek Chaser, and uh, this, like I said, is the introductory episode. So uh, without further ado, uh, let's get going. A little bit about myself. Uh, I have been a Walt Disney World fan ever since I have been a little kid. Um, I absolutely love the Walt Disney World Resort. It is a huge hobby of mine. Um, something that is near and dear to me. Um, at it started at a pretty young age. So I thought, you know, if if I could start a podcast and maybe uh, you know share my joy with uh, other people that also love the Walt Disney World resorts that uh, you know maybe somewhere along the way someone could listen to this and I can make them have a better vacation or maybe uh, you know teach them something that they don't know and uh, you know that's kind of the goal with this it's just something fun to do uh, a hobby of mine like I said and you know I thought that you know I'd just give this uh, thing a try and uh, give it a whirl um, you know, we will put out a weekly podcast. Uh, typically, these will probably go up on Mondays, um, once a week, and uh, the, you know, just basically talking about everything that's going on within the last week at the Walt Disney World Resorts. Um, boy, I remember my first trip to Disney World. Um, I'm an '80s child, and my first trip to Disney World was uh, in the in the late '80s, and uh, I was in fourth grade. And uh, um, I remember going to Walt Disney World for the first time. And the first park I went to was Magic Kingdom. Um, and I went there. And uh, I'm a middle child. I got two uh, two older, uh, or one one older brother and one younger brother. And uh, obviously that's what a middle child would be. And uh, um, I remember vividly one of the biggest memories that I have from uh, my first uh, trip to the Magic Kingdom was literally walking onto the Peter Pan ride and riding it like six times in a row with no weight. Uh, for you know, listeners that have been to Walt Disney World recently, um, this attraction now has a you know upward sometimes a 45 minute wait is the minimum, and that goes to you know 90 minutes. It's 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 a long wait. It's a great ride. It's one of my favorite rides at Magic Kingdom. But uh, it, it's funny how things change. So, um, but that was one of my favorite memories, just being able to go on that ride over and over again with no weight. Um, and it also kind of made me wonder is like is, is part of the nostalgia maybe why the lines are so long with that is there's a lot of people going back to the park that remember it kind of like I do from when they were kids and uh, um, there really wasn't much of a weight that went along with with the attraction um, so it, it's kind of uh, funny how that works out but uh, you know I've been a been a Disney World fan for forever um, and I remember like the memories um, um, my grandma on my mom's side you know I went twice in the 80s when I was a kid and unfortunately um, you know she was uh, very sick at the time saved up her money to take us to the parks and I just started creating those memories and anytime I go back I have vivid memories of spending that time um, with her and my family in, in, in the Disney World theme park so um, and that's something now um, that I'm married, I get to share with my kids and, uh, and and you know my wife. So it's it's just an amazing, amazing uh, um, experience all the way around. Um, you know, I mentioned that uh, you know my family and I we try to go to the Walt Disney World resorts. Um, we go probably 
two to three times a year. Um, this past year was the first time that we actually got an annual pass and uh, um, you know I'm actually going to be going back to the Walt Disney World Resort staying at uh, Disney's uh, Coronado Springs Resort um, with my wife for three days and so I'm really looking forward to that with everything that's just changed with the Grand Destino Tower and everything that's going on over there at Disney Coronado Springs so it's an exciting time for sure in the Walt Disney World Resort. So um, without further ado, one of the things that we're going to do every week is I'm just going to give kind of a recap of uh, some of the um, news items that I've heard at the Walt Disney World Resorts that I found interesting that I thought could be a good talking point. Uh, um, for those of you listening that might be driving uh, you know, to your job or work or whatever and uh, just trying to catch up on the uh, um, the recap of what's going on at the Walt Disney World Resorts. The first story I want to talk about is that uh, they're finally uh, having a, a date for when the Disney Skyliner is going to open up and it's going to open on September 29th at Walt Disney World Resorts and uh, um, I'm excited about this one. I think it's absolutely so cool. Um, on September 29th the Disney Skyliner gondolas will take flight and officially begin transporting guests around Walt Disney World Resort. The Disney Skyliner connects Disney Hollywood Studios and Epcot to four resort hotels. Disney's Art Animation Resort, Disney's Pop Century Resort, Disney's Car Caribbean Beach Resort, and the new Disney's Riviera Resort, which is a DVC resort, scheduled to open in December 2019. Uh, I have actually stayed at... Um, around you know the area where the gondolas are going um, and uh, I, I I'm gonna tell you this is is really cool proximity of these uh, Disney's art animation resort and Disney's pop century resort you, you can walk between those two resorts they're very close to each other as well as you know obviously the Caribbean Beach Resort and uh, Disney's Riviera Resort which is going to be right next to the Caribbean Beach um, it's, it's just is going to be neat I know that there's a lot of people that are a little bit worried you know oh there's no air conditioning on the actual gondolas they're going to be hot but uh, you know from all the articles that I've uh, you know read about this and the research that I've done I, I just don't see how they could put something up there in, in, in the Florida heat, especially like right now in July, where it's just so hot, you know, and, and you know, and it's 100 degrees a day. And then sometimes with the heat index, it's hotter than that, um, where these these are going to be ventilated. I, I truly believe that these are going to be ventilated well. And, uh, you know, they've been testing these for quite some time. Um, when I was at uh, Walt Disney World uh, this last, uh, my last time I was there in June of this year, I, I got to see these going um, at Hollywood Studios. And uh, they just look so neat. I mean, it, it's really cool, too. They're going to feature Disney characters. And some of the characters that they've already announced that are going to be on the gondolas is... Coco, Goofy, Pete, Horace Horse Collar, and Clarabelle Cow, which I think is awesome. I love it when they bring in some of the older characters like Horace and Clarabelle. Um, you know, the characters from Finding Dory, Haunted Mansion, which is cool that it's not going to just be the movies, that they're actually going to be having some of the attractions on the gondolas as well. Monsters Incorporated, Pirates of the Caribbean, which is my favorite ride. I absolutely love that ride. And then Ratatouille, which is going to be getting a little bit more of a presence in the parks, you know, because they're building the Ratatouille attraction over in, uh, um, you know, the France Pavilion right now at Epcot. 
But uh, um, like I said before, I, I think it's going to be really neat. Um, and once they start, you know, they've been testing it. And uh, I think that a lot of people's fears, if, if you know, for those that have them, uh, they'll be, uh, um, you know, subsided once once this gets going and people get to get people's reactions on them after a week or two. And I know a lot of people, you know, are probably worried the horror stories like, oh, geez, kind of like, you know, like if the monorail stops, you know, that just happened this past week where, you know, some people it was reported got stuck on a monorail and the air conditioning wasn't working and it was so terribly hot they had to open up the emergency doors just to get some ventilation. So, I mean, you know, it's... It's transportation. I get it. It runs the risk, but I understand why they built these because it, it it gets you to the parks faster. It gets some people, you know, hopefully off the road. We all know that the roads are really congested. All the buses. Um, so it's just it's just another form of transportation to try to get people to and from around the Disney Resort. So I think it's going to be a good thing, and uh, I'm just excited um, to see how it's all gonna. Um, how it's all going to pan out. Um, what, what are your guys' thoughts on that? Um, I at, so far I've I've set up uh, an email. It's uh, wdwchasers at gmail dot com. Um, I, I'd love to hear from you guys on what you think. You know of of what you think the Skyliner is going to be like. But I'm excited for it. Um, I, I think it's going to really be a good addition to uh, the resorts. The second story that I wanted to kind of jump into is uh, um, that was just announced is they are bringing back uh, for the second year Tony's most merriest town square party um, returning during Mickey's very merry Christmas party. Um, and uh, uh, the Disney blog uh, kind of described this as being uh, we are so excited to share with you that Tony's most merriest town square party is returning this year to Mickey's very merry Christmas party. Um, and they are actually accepting reservations now. Um, it's described as a festive and joyous experience that will take place from 9.30 p.m. to 12.30 at night beyond the party's midnight end time at Tony's Town Square Restaurant at Magic Kingdom Park. For those of you, um, Tony's Town Square Park, it's like literally right inside the Magic Kingdom when you first walk in. Um, and uh, it's, it's right there. Um, it, it's uh, um, I've heard mixed reviews. Some people really like Tony's as a restaurant. Some people are like, uh, you, you know, you couldn't pay me to eat at Tony's. So um, I personally have not ever had a chance to eat at Tony's yet, um, partially because of the reviews I've heard that have been kind of negative towards it. But I think that this would be a really cool uh, little after, you know, little extra after our party. Not, not after hours, but just like a little extra to do during uh, the very Merry Christmas party. Um, you know, you get an assortment of uh, themed food, which would be, you know, festive towards the holidays, beverage offerings. Um, it does include beer and wine for those of you uh, listening to the podcast that do like to indulge in a little bit of a libation um, at the at the parks, which, uh, you know, obviously, you know, um, it's kind of a contentious point as well. Some people are, you know, not advocates of having any alcohol at Magic Kingdom because Walt uh, was not uh, rumored to be the biggest fan of that, um, but they have introduced it into the restaurants already. But normally at these events at Magic Kingdom for kind of like the fireworks after our parties you don't there is not an alcoholic option there is an alcoholic option with uh, this special event at Tony's um 
So, you know, you can get, uh, you know, soft drinks, uh, you know, beer, wine with the festive atmosphere at the town square. Listen to some upbeat holiday hits uh, with uh, the decor and also feature entertainment by the one and only Tony himself. I've never met Tony, so I, I'm not quite sure, you know, to be honest with you. Uh, I kind of have a vivid picture of, you know, like, is it going to be some really cool guy, you know, dressed up in a chef's hat or something? Well, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Um, but, uh, and then also for uh, the appetizers, they're going to have kind of like a selection of artisanal meats and cheeses, as well as Tony's famous meatballs. Well, I don't know about you guys. I've never had the meatballs like I mentioned before. Are they famous? I don't know, but they're claiming these are pretty good meatballs. So, uh, you know, I, I guess time will tell when uh, people start putting out the reviews. Are these meatballs famous? I'm not sure. But uh, if you've had these Tony's famous meatballs, let me know. Also, a variety of desserts will also be available. So, you know, it's, it's kind of, you know, it's kind of sounds like, you know, your hors d'oeuvres, heavy hors d'oeuvres, you know, some desserts, you know, it just seems like it'd be cool. Um, and then at 11 p.m., which is one of the biggest draws to this, you have reserved viewing for the enchanting Mickey's Once Upon a Time Christmas Time Parade, which is an awesome parade, as it makes its way down Main Street, USA. Um, please note, however, they say that seating is available for guests as they dine on a first-come, first-served basis, and shared seating is encouraged amongst guests to enjoy both the food and company the party has to offer. Tony's Most Merriest Town Square Party is available for, wait for it, the cheap drum roll price of $99 per person plus tax. Every Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party event night at Magic Kingdom Park. So it's going to happen every night that they have the Very Merry, Merry Christmas Party event. And, however, admission to Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party is required to attend. Okay, here's the thing. It's a double dipper. Um, obviously, it's a good time if you can budget for it, if you can afford it. But if it's like, you know, hey, you can't do Tony's without already paying for the ticket to get into Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party. So it's like, okay, you know, you're dropping, you know, more than $100 on the ticket for Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party, and then another 99 bucks to hang out with uh, Tony to eat some of those world-famous meatballs. So, I don't know. It's kind of steep, but it just, it seems interesting to me. I think I'd love it. And from what I have heard from people that went last year, the view of the actual... Uh, the actual parade it is the a prime location at least it was last year a very prime location where you can just see everything and then if you're trying to video this for a memory or just take pictures or you know enjoy it with your family or your loved one it, it just seems like maybe it's worth that $99 it'd be a lot easier for me um, you know I've got you know three children if it was just my wife and I, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe I, maybe I spend the ninety-nine bucks. But getting into the party, I'm with my whole family. It's an extra five hundred bucks. Yeah, you know, it, it, it you know, it, it, it's a decision to be made for sure. Um, the next uh, story, changing gears a little bit. Uh, uh, this this past week, uh, they dropped the fall and holiday season. Walt Disney World Resort special offers. Um, I know for a long time people were waiting for the free dining. Um, the free dining just dropped, and there's been some mixed reviews on that as well. Some people are saying I can't get it for you know the dates that I want it. 
or those that can get it they've already booked a vacation but then they found it was cheaper just to get the room discount the biggest thing with any of these um, actual uh, special offers price everything out I mean you know I, I like I said I right now this is episode one I don't I'm not working with any travel agency my first trip to be honest I booked it through AAA um, and then I just loved planning my own trip so much that was one of the fun things that I did with it that I like planning my own trips so I do them I do my own planning however I know a lot of people it, it's it's a big undertaking to plan a Walt Disney World Resort trip it's huge so I mean I don't discourage I would actually encourage the first time you know go through a travel agency I think that's a, a great idea but one of the things that I've heard from the travel agencies on this is price everything out I mean people get so caught up with the free dining thinking they're gonna save money but it's it's just like anything in life we all know nothing in life is free it does not exist you know um <laughs> you know my father-in-law always say says if it's free it's for me but come on you know we all know nothing in life is free nothing is free so please please price this out and the other big thing that they said about this is you could save up to 20 percent on rooms at select disney resort hotels um i mentioned at the top of the podcast that uh this is the first year that um, my wife and I became annual pass holders. Um, being out of state, I live in Ohio. Being an out of state uh, um, from Florida, it is. Uh, I only I had to get a platinum. I got a platinum pass. You can't get a gold pass if you don't live in Florida or if you are not a um, DVC member. So that wasn't an option. The silver and the gold passes weren't an option, so I had to get a platinum pass. And uh, um, and those just went up dramatically. Um, I think I paid like 850 bucks for my wife and I's a year ago, and the new price for them is over a thousand dollars. And they, it's so it's like it's gone up a lot. And uh, my actual discount to renew, my 15% discount to renew, is the price that I paid last year. So it's kind of like, wow, okay. Um, so, but it, with the reason I brought up the annual pass is you can get some really good room discounts using the annual pass. Um, my wife and I are going back, like I mentioned, to go to Disney's Coronado Springs Resort. We got a offer to where you know the room's going to be over 30% off. The room that we're getting at Coronado Springs, we got a really good deal on it with the our annual passes with airfare. You know, my wife and I are going to be able to spend three days at the Walt Disney World Resorts for a thousand dollars. Um, I know that sounds like a lot of money, but in Disney dollars, I promise you that is not that much. Um, so we're, we're, we're excited, um, you know, but to be able to get there because we already have the, you know, the part ticket entry with the park tickets, but um, just price everything out. Don't get caught up on the free dining. It, I mean, for some people it works, but uh, um, just don't get smoked and mirrored into anything. That that would be my one one uh, one uh, tidbit for you. Is just price everything out. Um, but they say that you know, as they promote this twenty percent room offer and the um, the free dining, that they're also pumping up some new things that are going to be coming during the fall and holiday season. The twenty fourth um, Epcot International Food and Wine Festival is going to be kicking off from August twenty ninth to November twenty third. Also, um, the opening of the Star Wars Galaxy Edge at Disney's Hollywood 
Studios on August 29th. And the new fireworks show, which is going to be a part of everything with Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party and Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party. And then the Halloween Party this year starting in August. And then they're going to have, for the first time ever, they're going to be doing some holiday decor at Disney's Animal Kingdom starting November 8th. So, lots going on at the Walt Disney World Resorts, but please, please, please look around do some research um call a travel agent there's some good reputable ones out there and have them price it out for you i just don't want anyone to uh not get the best deal possible speaking of uh um Star Wars Galaxy's Edge opening up on August 29th um some new news came out this week that uh obviously the Hollywood Studios is really promoting Star Wars um, when it opens up on August 29th uh, Disney has described this new land to be incredible that'll transport you to the new planet of Batuu where you'll be able to live your own adventure in and around Black Spire Outpost and when you're off planet exploring the rest of the park you can enjoy a variety of other great Star Wars experiences that celebrate the entire Star Wars saga um, as a lot of you guys already know, um, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge first opened up in uh, uh, Disneyland, and um, I just saw, saw something today that um, you know they just had their millionth person um, ride the new um, Star Wars um, attraction um, that was released on, uh, um, you know, and uh, so they're getting people to come out to the new land but it's not near near the actual amount you know that they thought might be coming and i think that's why some of the free dining and everything else recently dropped they want to make sure that people are coming to star wars and i know a lot of trips are being booked right now for 2020 and a lot of people are like i don't want to go to the crowds with star wars opening up in august i'm just going to wait till next year so i think there's going to be a lot more marketing campaigns running to try to attract uh, people to come to the studios if you hear some background noise um there's some storms passing through here um, I'm podcasting this from Ohio, and we have some uh, um, really big thunderstorms that have come through the area, so I apologize for any background noise that you may hear. Um, also, um, with the, the announcement of that, they're mentioning what's going to happen to other Star Wars attractions that are already at Hollywood Studios. They announced that the Star Wars Launch Bay, which is a multi-sensory space, um, that all Star Wars fans they feel um, should go they're gonna have like uh, um, where you uh, that's where you have the meet-and-greets currently and on August 29th at the Star Wars launch bay you're gonna be able to meet Chewbacca BB-8 and they are going to be switching out um, Kylo Ren for Darth Vader so a lot of people are excited about that Kylo Ren's gonna be obviously at uh, Batu, he's one of the main characters. Um, you know, the whole resistance um, is is a big deal. So they're bringing Darth Vader back to Star Wars Launch Bay. Um, I watched the original, you know, the original movies in the '80s growing up. So I'm excited that they're bringing Darth Vader back. Uh, my kids love Kylo Ren, but I just think it's going to be a cool meet and greet that you could have Kylo Ren still, and then they also have Darth Vader. So I think that's a that's going to be a cool addition for sure. Um, you know they still have the Star Wars: A Galaxy Far, Far Away live show that's presented several times daily at the uh, Park Center stage area. 
um, that brings the iconic moments from the Star Wars movie with compelling clips, special effects, and appearances by your favorite Star Wars characters. This show is really cool. It has all the characters in it. It has Darth Maul. It has Darth Vader. It has Kylo Ren. It has, you know, Rey. Um, you know, it, it has all Chewbacca. It, it has the majority of the cast of the Star Wars uh, um, films in the actual show. Um, they're still going to have the Jedi training, Trials of the Temple. Um, this is really cool for for the young for the young kids, uh, uh, for the young boys and the young girls. Um, it's really neat to see how they get into it. And what this is um, is an interactive experience that's been around for a while, where the younglings are guided to the site of a sacred and ancient Jedi temple, where they learn the ways of the Force and face their fears against iconic Star Wars villains to discover if they have the makings of a true Jedi. You get basically the the kids get trained by a Jedi master who is good, and uh, um, they get to fight Darth Vader. They might get to fight Kylo Ren. They might get to fight Darth Maul. They basically get to fight one of uh, um, you know one of the main villains from the series. It's just a really cool experience, and and the kids just you know you get a lightsaber, you get to actually swing the lightsaber, um, and uh, you know, hit the lightsaber against the lightsaber of one of the villains and just reenact kind of like a fight scene like you were in the movie. Um, really cool stuff. Um, and then, of course, the attraction that's already there, Star Tours The Adventures Continues, that's still going to be there. That's a really, you know, this is a really, I like this ride. I feel bad. My wife gets a little bit of motion sickness on it. It is a motion simulator, a thrilling motion simulator based on the adventures across the galaxy that has all the characters and sequences from the newest Star Wars saga film, Star Wars The Force Awakens, and Star Wars The Last Jedi. It's really cool because I've been on this ride so many times and most of the time when you go on it you might go on one you've seen before but they have so many different uh, um, iterations of this ride that there's a good chance that uh, if three you could go on and ride three or four times and you're you got a good chance of seeing a different um, sequence that you didn't see the last time you actually you know rode the attraction so um, that I'm glad that they're keeping Star Tours uh, and then finally Star Wars uh, Galactic uh, Spectacular is also going to be um, the nighttime show that they have is still also going to be um, done at night and this is a state-of-the-art projection technology lasers lightning pyrotechnics the fireworks the whole nine yards so no worries there's still gonna be for those of us that might not be able to get into Star Wars land because it's too busy too crazy when it first opens up you can still go to Hollywood Studios and get your Star Wars fix um, here's another uh, um, switching gears again to another cool article um, I came across this week that was on the Disney Parks blog it's a uh, find your hashtag happy place braving the mountain challenge at Magic Kingdom Park um, and it was described as from blasting off on Space Mountain to racing through the Diamond Mine on Seven Dwarfs Mine Train to swooping through a haunted gold mine on Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. This challenge has more altitude, less attitude. Finish it off with a splash on a long flume adventure ending in a five-story splashdown into Briar Patch on Splash Mountain. So this is cool. What this is is 
the four um, what they consider to be there's three mountains but then the seven doors mine train is now kind of like what they consider to be the fourth type mountain type attraction but uh, this is cool um, this is something that uh, actually I got to do um, on our last trip in June with my family and um, my tip on this is we actually were um, lucky enough to get a um, uh, we had a Space Mountain Fast Pass, okay? And But what we did is we rope dropped. For those of you that don't know, rope dropping is when you go to the park um, and you're waiting, literally, they used to have a rope. They don't have a rope anymore where they would drop it when the parks open up. Um, if you're staying on property, sometimes there's early magic hours in a park where you know they'll open up the park at 8 o'clock for those that are staying at a Walt Disney World Resort on property. Or if it's just a regular day that's opening up at 9, the key is to be through security in the park already by the land that you want to go into, in this case the Magic Kingdom. That way when the show at the castle is over and 9 o'clock hits and they let people start walking towards their attraction, you're ready to rock and roll. Um, but what we were able to do is we actually um, rope, drop, rope dropped Big Thunder Mountain and then went got through that ride really quick it seemed like there was a huge line to go through big thunder mountain but we were able to get through big thunder mountain in about 20 minutes and then we went right over to splash mountain and that was only like a 15 minute wait after big thunder mountain and then we had the fast pass for space mountain we went over to space mountain rode space mountain literally we had three out of the four um mountains on this challenge done by nine o'clock done by 10 o'clock I'm sorry because it was nine o'clock opening so we did three out of the four by ten which was awesome because you can do this challenge you really can do this and still have a lot of your day at the Magic Kingdom but you have to rope drop to do it um, and then the big one the big kicker was the seven doors mine train a lot of people rope drop and go straight to this attraction I, I, I can't say that it would be a bad strategy to go first to seven doors mine train however you can do the other three while everyone's going to do seven doors mine train and by the time you get over to the mine train yes you might have to you definitely might have to wait you know 60 minutes 90 minutes to, to ride that attraction but you could get everything done by 11 or the latest 12 o'clock if you left Seven Doors Mine Train to towards the end. And, and here's why I would also suggest maybe leaving Seven Doors Mine Train to the end. While I love um, the queue area of Big Thunder Mountain, um, Splash Mountains is kind of cool too. On Space Mountain is kind of you're like in the dark inside. Seven Doors Mine Train actually has an interactive queue. So if you're having to sit there and wait at least you can mess around and have a good time the kids love it because they got all these little games they can play with like the jewels and these big you know barrels it's just really cool it's it's a really neat interactive queue while you're waiting you know now on uh, um they have the actual um disney you know parks where you can download uh the app where you can actually uh you know play the games on the attraction while you're waiting in line um, for the attraction which is which is really cool and you know that is an absolutely um, neat thing it's called the play Disney app that's just a really really neat uh, app my kids loved it the last time that we visited but uh, I, 
I would suggest doing it if you like roller coasters. I get there's those in the group that might not like it, but these are, you know, kind of the th three of the big iconic rides at Magic Kingdom Park. And I promise you, if you have a plan, you stick to it, you can actually get through all four of these rides before lunchtime. So... Uh, enough on that. Um, I just I just think that I saw this and I wanted to share my experience doing that specific uh, challenge. And then the last uh, um, story that I wanted to go over briefly is that uh, recently at Disney Springs, um, the newly opened NBA store. Um, I I love basketball. I'm a huge Cleveland Cleveland fan. Uh, Cleveland Cavaliers were not so good. They were pretty much the worst team in basketball this last year. But I digress. Um, but um, this is going to be a really cool experience. It's uh, the NBA experience. It is going to be um, kicking off on August the 12th. And you can find cool exclusive merchandise that's in the NBA store that just opened up. Um, place where you can blend items that are NBA authentic NBA items with Disney store telling I think in one of the videos that I saw the NBA store there was like a uh, basketball signed by uh, Larry Legend Larry Bird which was really cool um, so um, they have all sorts of things that are in the store but uh, the NBA experience evokes the fill the store of a modern NBA arena and its retail location maintains that same vibe, sleek and vibrant. As you explore the space, you'll find a diverse collection of merchandise from clothing to purses and backpacks to pins, toys and collectibles, and much more. Here are a few items that stood out, you know, to this person that was on the Disney Park blogs that last visited. Um, you know, the picture I'm looking at right now is actually of my favorite character, Donald Duck. So they get the characters, they put them in cool. It looks like Donald is like some some awesome basketball players like Harlem Globetrotter, Hot Shot from like uh, the the 1980s. The shirt says like Hot Shots, and you know he's like going in for a dunk. And they got some socks and a T-shirt, character clothing. They got you know Mickey Mouse, Minnie, Donald Duck, Goofy, and I think it's awesome that they've got like you know Minnie on there as well because you know um, you know obviously you know the NBA. There's the NBA for the men, and then there's the WNBA for, for, for the ladies. So I think it's awesome that they have, you know, both of those uh, clothing, um, you know, options in there because uh, um, that's the way it should be. So I'm excited to see that they've got both, both segments for both the WNBA and the NBA in the NBA store. Um, they got the official um, apparel for the NBA. Um, customizable collections um, and the, you, they, they call it a D-Tech demand station where you, you can uh, customize your magic band, water bottles, smartphone cases, magnets, ornaments, whole bunch of cool stuff. They've got the, the backpacks, um, mini, uh, mini backpack that, uh, you know, Mickey Mouse ears, um, basketballs obviously, just a bunch of really cool stuff. Uh, the Mickey Mouse ear hats, which which have kind of a, it looks like in the picture, it's cool. It's the iconic Mickey ears, but then the actual shell of the hat is like a, a basketball. Um, so it just, I just think it's going to be cool. I just think it's going to be a, uh, another nice added touch to the you know to Disney Springs and uh, um, I'm looking forward to when they open this uh, thing up uh, in August and and checking it out. Um, so that's uh, that's all the 
the chaser news for for the week uh, um, if you have any comments on any of the stories that I went over um, are you guys looking forward to doing any of the things like you know whether it be the you know have you done the, um, the the, the challenge at Magic Kingdom with the with the mountain riding, uh, you know, have have you been to the NBA store already? Are you excited about that? Um, you know, just just anything that I discussed in the news. If you have any uh, comments about it, let me know. Um, and another thing that I'm really excited about is uh, as I started off uh, at the top two, um, I get to go back home with my wife to Disney's Coronado Springs Resort for three days of epic fun. Um, we're actually leaving. Um, I'm uh, recording this on a Sunday. We're actually going to be leaving, um, coming up here in the next week, and uh, um, I'm just I'm super excited, super excited to be coming home. Um, I I do consider it home. I love it when you go to one of the Disney resorts and they tell you welcome home. Um, it really feels like home to me. Um, that's one of the things I love the most uh, about going to the Walt Disney World resorts. Is I feel like it's an extension of um you know of me um but some of the must do's uh a lot going on obviously at coronado springs resort they just opened up the grand destino tower um the grand destino tower is now the um central hub of the disney coronado springs resort um that's where the disney magical express is going to drop you off that's where um it replaces the old el centro um, that is where you are going to um, get on the buses. That's the main bus stop. You know, there's multiple bus stops because Coronado Springs Resort is absolutely huge. Um, the first trip that I actually went with my family to um, Disney World as an adult was to Disney's Coronado Springs Resort. This is going to be um, my wife and I's third time going to Disney Coronado Springs um, we absolutely love it I, I think it uh, in my opinion is a, um, a definitely a nice addition to the moderate resorts um, we, we really have good memories because it was our first trip as adults that we went there and it's changed so much from uh, when we went there but uh, obviously I want to go check out the Grand Destino Tower um, I'm really super excited about that I've seen the videos um, on, you know on YouTube of all the various uh, uh, Walt Disney Resort vloggers that have already had a chance to check out the resort it just looks absolutely beautiful you know it's it's based off the short and uh, short uh, animated clip uh, um, it's like I guess I think I watched it I think it was like six and a half minutes um, the Destino um, that was with uh, um, Salvador Dali and um, Walt Disney, the collaboration that they did, and then it was finished after um, you know the World War um, II was going to break out, so it kind of put a hold on it originally, and they worked through it, um, but that finally got released. But the actual tower is based on the animated short, so um, it's a real short, obviously six and a half minutes. But uh, it's it's exciting to say the least uh, that uh, they were able to theme an actual resort after one of these um, you know short clips. Um, but my first must do is going to be to go downstairs at the Grand Destino and go to the Barcelona Lounge. Um, and they describe it. Disney describes it as being transported to the heart of Catalonia's cafe society. At this day and night espresso bar in Spanish style gin tonic hub. 
Um, so they got both the coffee and and you know um, you know the, the liqueur for um, as well as beer for those that want to you know someone might just want a coffee someone might want to have you know a cocktail or a um, libation later in the day but uh, I would like to try both I'd like to you know actually try out the espresso bar in the morning and then also go and have a uh, drink um, later in the day um, the actual lounge menu itself um, they do have some uh, appetizers. Um, they have a Spanish Spanish charcuterie um, board that has olives and fig jam served with sourdough. Um, they have some lentil hummus. Um, they have a taste of Barcelona, which has a bunch of marinated almonds, manchegos. I apologize if I pronounce some of these words wrong. Um, I'm not trying to, uh, um, I am obviously no connoisseur of uh, uh, speaking a uh, um, foreign language. I'm, I try my best. Um, also a Spanish artisanal uh, cheese board that has um, almonds um, as well as some sourdough bread. So it seems like you get sourdough bread with like every one of the appetizers. And then they also have marinated olives, which is no bueno for me because I am uh, allergic to olives. So um, I will be staying clear of uh, that. But they do have some non-alcoholic beverages. They got all the espressos, um, cappuccinos, cafe lattes. They do have, uh, you know, if you just want to go down there, because this is absolutely gorgeous from what I've seen of it. Absolutely long, you know, bar area that is, um, there's plenty of seating. So if you want to go down and have a pop, you know, you don't have to get a drink if that's not your thing. You know, iced teas. Um, they have some specialty cocktails, as they explained. It's a it's a gin bar, so they got a grand gin tonic. Um, they've got a lot of different uh, drinks that have uh, cocktails that have gin in it. Um, so, but then also for uh, those in the group that uh, um, might not like cocktails but still like al alcoholic beverages, they do have some wine options um, also on uh, on the menu and uh, as well as um, some bottled beer and cider um, so and draft beer as well um, they do have a uh, pale lager that's from Spain um, called Australia um, so I that would be probably the one that I think I might try out uh, myself um, but uh, definitely looking forward to going and checking out the Barcelona lounge and the other must do besides checking out the Grand Destino Tower when I am there is going to be to check out the Three uh, Bridges Bar and Grill which is really cool what's really neat about the Three Bridges Bar and Grill is they built a huge bridge that basically interconnects wherever before you it's such a huge resort Coronado this has helped cut down on the walking a little bit to where instead of having to walk around the whole lagoon that is it, it that is in Disney's Coronado Springs Resort you can now cut across this three bridges um, bridge and, and get to the Grand Destino Tower which is the main hub so I'm excited to check this out um, I've heard good reviews that have come from um, here They've got some really cool appetizers that I would like to uh, try out. Um, they got some Szechuan peppercorn wings. Absolutely love the buffalo wings. In this case, it's Szechuan wings, so I think that'll be kind of a cool take on it. Fried shrimp corn dogs. 
a fried shrimp. I mean, come on, that's cool. Corn dog. I mean, that's kind of a different take on corn dogs for sure. Stuffed mushrooms, some curry lentil hummus, um, warm manchego, and uh, a Wexica cheese dip. I know I screwed up that one. Um, Salad, sandwiches, and entrees. Um, I heard that their Three Bridges Signature Burger has had some good reviews. I might try that. They got some pork tacos, some crispy chicken biscuit sliders, uh, you know, if uh, a Villa Del Lago salad with some arugula and, uh, um, you know, Yukon potatoes on it, white beans, asparagus. Uh, um, and then it also uh, looks like they you can put cut up and put some grilled chicken on there or some skirt steak. Um, they got a couple desserts. They got some churros and a vanilla custard Mickey tart. And then also, which I think is really cool, because I understand that this area that you know it's you know it's the convention hub of one of the biggest convention resorts. It is the biggest convention resort at uh, um, Disney World, to my knowledge. But they also have a kids menu, so they have the kids appetizers, which is awesome. Because let's face it, you know, I don't think the kids are going to be. I shouldn't make an assumption. Some kids aren't going to want the shrimp. Um, you know. Uh, corn dogs there could be a lot of kids out there that uh, um, might like the shrimp corn dogs um, my kids unfortunately will, will, will not be uh, clamoring for the shrimp corn dogs um, or the Szechuan uh, chicken wings for that matter but you know they'll be able to um, partake in their own kind of a la carte appetizers you know some hummus with naan bread and carrot sticks or they got a romaine cup um, my middle son absolutely loves salad so that's awesome and then they can get some grilled steak. Uh, there's a grilled steak. They got a hamburger. And actually, they got a shrimp corn dog for the kids' menu, too. So I'd be curious to see how many kiddos actually get the shrimp corn dogs. And then they uh, um, also have a kids can create their own selection for those um, kids that might not might want some less adventurous food options where you can just get the your standard macaroni and cheese in a seasonal fruit cup um, they also do have uh, some specialty uh, drinks here um, non-alcoholic beverages um, and as well as featured cocktails here as well um, you know there is uh, bar in the name so uh, you know wines cocktails as well as some uh, beer cider draft beer as well so Definitely looking forward to uh, going to Three Bridges Bar and Grill and checking that out during our trip um, as well. And then one thing that uh, um, I'm going to do for the first time, I know a lot of you listeners out there have maybe done this before, is trying to do four parks in one day. I'm excited. Um, I'll report back to the group how that goes. Um, but I've always wanted to do that. And being just my wife and I, it's the opportune time for us to do it. It's July. It's going to be hot. Um, I, I just, for, for my kids, it would be a tough stretch for me to take them to four parks in a day. Um, so I, I would not even attempt to do that. Um, but for my wife and I, it's a challenge and it'll be something fun that I'm looking forward to doing. Um, so we're about going to be wrapping, uh, wrapping this podcast up for this week, but, uh, I just wanted to kind of also say one of the things too, kind of like, uh, I'll do this at the end of, uh, every episode is kind of talk about a tip. Um, one of the biggest tips I could give anybody that goes to the Disney World uh, Resort parks all the time, or someone that's a first-time uh, um, first-time uh, goer to the um, Walt Disney World resorts, 
just take a deep breath people watch um, I absolutely love just slowing down taking everything in and looking around and watching other people enjoy the magic and for those of us that have kids if you feel like your kids are acting up or acting crazy I'm telling you just take a deep breath look around people watch for a couple minutes you are not alone you are not alone at all you will see somebody else going through the same struggles the same joy as what you're experiencing at times so just take a take a minute and just just enjoy everything that the Walt Disney Resort. Listen to the background music. Sit on a bench for a minute. I know it can be really hot this time of year. Go into an air conditioned place. You know, watch. You know, if you're in Magic Kingdom, you could watch from above the train station and look down for a few minutes. Where they look, you know, you got a great view of the Magic Kingdom castle from there, Cinderella's castle. Um, but just just slow down. Enjoy it try not to do too much I know when you're there you might only be going once um, it, it's hard if this might be your only trip you want to be like I gotta go 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 because I don't know if I'm ever gonna be able to go back but you know it, there really is some some of the most magical moments that I have is when I just slow down and enjoy everything that's going on around me um, thank you so much for listening um, this is my first show I'm new to this you know um, I uh, um, you know any feedback positive or negative um, you know you know uh, let me know um, like I said I'm doing this for fun I just I just want to share share my uh, passion for this my joy hopefully someone got a little bit of enjoyment out of listening to this um, I'd like to have a questions and answer section as uh, um, if this gets, you know, does continue to grow and people do listen to the podcast, you know, um, where I could, uh, part of the segment could be uh, me talking about the questions and answers, um, you know, the questions you might have, and I'll try my best to answer them. Um, also, in, in the future episodes, you know, I might have, uh, you know, from time to time, uh, um, you know, Mrs. Chaser in on the mix, uh, sitting in and uh, giving her opinions. Um, you know, getting getting her perspective on the parks. You know, also occasionally, you know, maybe uh, you know, um, interviewing, you know, one of one of my kids and getting, you know, uh, a, you know, a a child's perspective on what they enjoy about Walt Disney World resorts. Um, if you have any, uh, but where you can leave your uh, comments and uh, questions for me is at wdwchasers at gmail wdwchasers at gmail Thank you so much for listening. Um, keep the magic going. Um, you know, thanks again for uh, you know listening to uh, my uh, inaugural podcast. And uh, so have a, a great evening. And until uh, the next time we talk, uh, keep on uh, keep the magic alive. Talk to you later, guys. Thank you. Bye.